You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The Celebrity Apprentice After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Celebrity Apprentice After Show. All right. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Bing is for doing, and we're here doing the latest Celebrity Apprentice show. Hey, how you doing? My name is Nando Velasquez, and joining me again this week is... Grand Rudder. Hello, hello. Yeah, welcome back. We missed you. you. Thank you. We missed you with all the Dennis Rodman stuff that was going on last week. I watched, I watched. I I wasn't too shocked, but um, (laughs) so long, Dennis. See you later. I saw him on the the late night circuit afterwards. We can get into that later. Oh, yeah. Well, this this episode was a lot of stuff, too. First of all, back to two hours. I suspect uh, suspect when you advertise that Gary Busey's project manager and your NBCU figure, we can do a two-hour show and people will tune in. You know, who knows what they're thinking? I mean, (laughs) I've never seen a series that just, they just change the time whenever it works They're going for them. back and forth. But uh, but you know what? If you're going to do it, do it when you have someone like Gary Busey as project manager, I suppose. I I, uh, I mean, we're doing the episode. The name of the episode is The First Leaf That Hits the Ground, which is another Buseyism, I guess you could say. And uh, and I, I thought this was a really good episode. I really enjoyed it. Did it feel like a two-hour show? To me, it, it, the pacing was so good that it didn't feel like it. Other than like the coming up and all of that, it, it moved very quickly, so it was good. Yeah, I thought it was a fairly... I, I thought it flowed very well, right? Uh, as opposed to some of the other ones, and and actually, you know what? I thought surprisingly, Busey wasn't that uh, prevalent in this one too, which is funny considering they they advertised the heck out of him on this. I mean, I don't know. I, I disagree a little bit. I, yeah. It was a lot of him. It was a lot of him. Quite well, a bit. it was. He was highlighted. I think more than usual. Yeah. All right. Well, being we'll get... the project manager, though, that's what you. That's what comes with it. Yeah. Well, we'll get into it. But uh, I, I really love this, and and uh, I think the the best part about this whole thing is, you know, I, I'm I'm a Busey fan. You're a Busey fan. Yeah. I think there are a lot of Busey fans out there, and it was really nice to see. I actually I got the prediction right. I said uh, I said Busey was going to survive this one, and uh, maybe it was you know. Had one in what ten chance maybe, but one in eight chance maybe. But uh, considering Gary being project manager, you're always on the hot seat, and the team managed to lose and he managed to survive, which I thought was phenomenal. I thought it was great. Me too. It was good to see him survive and not have to go down a like a dirty path of having to be slimy <laughs> and having to throw mud and really point fingers. I mean, he really has gotten through this game without really having to point a finger at anyone. Yeah. And I admire that, especially because he's such an easy target, such the underdog, but he, he still manages to get through and, and remain classy and do his own thing. And and the other my other favorite part is I really was just getting sick and tired of Stephen Baldwin personally, so I'm just glad to see him gone. I have a strong opinion about him. We can get into this we'll get into the, it in the boardroom roles, but yes. But, I, I mean, mean, everyone who's watched the episode already saw what happened, so I just wanted to get that out there. We're happy. Hooray for Busey and hooray for Baldwin being out. Yeah, so. see you later. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into, uh, let's get into the 
the whole recap here. Uh, so starting out in, in the episode, you know, one thing, one note I want to make, you know, you always see at the beginning of the episode, you see the uh, the upstairs area, the apartment, whatever you call where they're where the holding area where the celebrities are, and they're always trying to figure out who's coming up. And everyone was hoping it would be Rodman that was uh, going to be kicked out. Mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe this could, because this is a Celebrity Apprentice and they're not really playing for their careers, they're just playing for a charity, that uh, that they wanted the stronger player up. But I really think that if, if it was Omarosa still in the game or Pierce from mm-hmm. season one, like those people are smart players. They would want the stronger people to get kicked out of the boardroom. So first of all, I would welcome Dennis Rodman coming in. Even if he was a headache, I would totally welcome him coming in. The fact that Trace came back up and Trace is such a strong player, I'm surprised everyone was so happy to see someone that strong come back up. Yeah, it must come back to the fact that they're not playing for their careers, and they've really become friends and friendly with everyone. And I don't know if I really like that too much. I like the doggy, you know, getting out there and really just having to fight to stay in the game as opposed to kind of like a best friends club and, oh, who's going home? And, yeah, I know, it takes the edge off a little bit. And that's where you kind of miss someone like Omarosa because I think Mm -hmm. Omarosa would have been... Omarosa probably would have been sick of Dennis, too, but I think Omarosa would have loved it if uh, if Trace got kicked out, if she was still in the game. See, that's the thing. I watch this for the controversy. I like to see when someone walks back to the boardroom and they all have to roll their eyes and they're all angry and they have to you know, go in the corner and talk about it with someone else. So when they're all hugs and kisses like that, I don't know. It doesn't make for such great television it's, for me. It's cute. I like to see a little of both. I like to see some of column A and some of column B. So uh, let I, them be need, all nice and then let them stab each other in the back. I need, I need backstabbing for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, so uh, so Trace comes back up, so as we all knew, anyone who watched last week's episode. And uh, and Trump calls both teams up to some beautiful scenic spot in New York again. I'm wondering what rooftop that is, but it was really gorgeous. Well, it looks cold. And as you can see, the, the numbers are decimated a little bit. Power's been on a major losing streak this whole season. They've won a couple, but otherwise they've lost just about every single one. And they were down to uh, just three. And Plan B had five, so Trump decided to even up the odds, asked Trace who his pick would have been, and Trace said Penn, and mm-hmm. Trump pretty stupid. much said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so Plan B ends up losing uh, Mary Lou and power gains Mary Lou. What do you think uh, as far as that move? Up until this point, Mary Lou did nothing for me. <laughs> I didn't really care for her very much. I didn't see where she really played a, a huge role into the whole episode. But I have a note that, I mean, I liked the people that I liked in the episode, I liked more. And I, I didn't dislike her. I just didn't see her, like, get out there. And the people I disliked, I disliked even more towards the end of the episode. But so with her, I mean, she really, I got to see actually what she can do. Yeah. I get to see a little bit more of her personality. And I think she fits well over there. And it was a, I don't want to say safe, but it was a, um, a neutral, you know, it didn't really polarize either side to being more competitive than the other. I yeah. think it was a pretty middle of the road, and I want to say safe, but middle of the road choice to bring her, to put her over there. Yeah. It worked. I think, I think, uh, well, I think, I agree with Trump not putting Penn over in power because, as I said last week, uh, at this point, power has all the strongest players with the exception of Penn. Trace was a runner-up his season. Little John was was up there during his season. And Brandy is incredibly smart as well and has shown, I thought, she's shown some good skill, even though she doesn't get uh, as much screen time, unfortunately. (laughs) Sometimes Mm -hmm. she doesn't get as much screen time. I still would put any of those three up against anyone else except for Penn on the other team one-on-one and would assume that those three would win. So putting Penn 
on uh, on power at this point would just make an incredibly uh, lopsided game, of and course. it would just be it would just be Plan B losing everything, uh, no matter what. So, uh, but yeah, Mary Lou or or Lisa, since they're they're pretty much interchangeable sometimes, or uh, <laughs> yes. or even Baldwin. As much as uh, I don't think anyone would want Baldwin on their team, I don't think anyone would ask for him. But I'll uh, pass. I'll but pass. yeah, Busey also would have been just a little too much of a of a of a wrench <laughs> for power and you know what powers had enough wrenches you know they had omarosa they had rodman yeah. let, let they had uh they had latoya let's Can let you them imagine gary being the the, the piece that they move <laughs> i mean <laughs> that would have to be trump that wouldn't be anybody else uh, asking oh, for him that yeah. would be trump moving them, and right, that would have right. been a grit a big twist anyway so uh so now the teams are even again with mary lou over on power uh, and also what's great is you separate that Larry Lou, uh, Lisa Rinna, Mary Lou. Like, you can't even t- tell who's who because they're both pretty much non-existent yeah. to each other. And they have the same exact amount of screen time over there exactly. as well, up so, until this point. So now they're all separated. So I kind of like that. And uh, let's get into the task. So the task that they have, that now that both teams are at equal strength, is they're going to do a 45 to 60 second silent film advertisement for Australian Gold Sun Care that embodies the Australian Gold brand personality. And they were going to be judged on three, uh, three criteria. Brand messaging, product integration, and creativity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what do you think about this uh, one here? Well, they're, they're being judged on the usual. Uh, for some for some reason, I don't know what it would be, but I'd like them to throw something else in there that they can be judged on because it's very standard. It's always been this. They always judge them on the same three things, the brand messaging, the creativity, you know, all the same thing. So I, w- I don't know what else they could add, but just, I mean, it's all-stars. I want to see it change up a little bit because we saw Australian Gold in the previous season, yeah. um, and I haven't heard of them since. <laughs> so good for them. They're out there. They're... Yeah, They're on Celebrity Friend is uh, on NBC. I hear you. I, 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 that's not a brand I'm familiar with. Even no. after hearing it for the second time watching this show, uh, I guess it's something I've never really seen. So maybe they're popular in Australia. I don't know. It's a good task. It's a great task, it's a good task. for Gary. That's not. Yeah, let's not harp on the on the on the no. company. No, let's just do that. It's a great task for Gary. Yes, and and Gary ended up being project manager. For Plan B, and Trace begrudgingly took uh, the project manager from uh, Power when Brandy decided not to do it. I'm guessing Trace wanted to get somebody who hasn't done it in a while to step up because I don't think Brandy's done it since like week two or something or week one. So uh, anyway, so it's Trace versus Gary. So really, really interesting. Uh, what are your thoughts? Actually, you know what? Before we get into that, let me just mention, uh, you sh- might be listening to us on iTunes if you're not watching us streaming right now. If you are, great. Um, I'm glad you're, if you're subscribed, please subscribe. Uh, please rate us and please comment. We'd love to see some comments. Uh, it's been a little quiet out there in the comment thing, but we'd love to hear some notes and uh, love to hear your input. And, uh, you know, we know that a lot of uh, Celebrity Apprentice fans, so we'd love to hear some more from you. And also, uh, After Buzz has about... 50 other shows that are going on, 45, 50 other shows right now that are going on. If you have a favorite uh, TV show on network or cable, uh, chances are After Buzz is covering it. So uh, give a listen to us on yeah. iTunes. And tell a friend. Tell a friend about all that we have here. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get into the teams. How about that? Let's start off with Plan B, since it seemed to focus a lot on Plan B. What are your thoughts, Grant, based on, uh, based on what they were showing? 
Well, right away, they had Lisa poking fun at Gary, and they were all commenting on his managerial style. And I mean, what do you expect? I understand they need to cover that base for the episode, and they need to say, oh, he's not prioritizing. But I don't know. It's really not a surprise at this point. It's his second season. It's like, okay, all right, we get that he's not the sharpest PM. Let's move. <laughs> um, and so they sat down. It seemed to me that Plan B took the longest. I mean, excuse me. Um, yeah, Plan B. It seemed that they took the longest to come up with this idea, and they really. Um, I feel like they didn't utilize their um, time with the executives as much as Plan. Excuse me. Power did. I don't feel like they utilized their time too much. Um, and in the beginning, it well, was Power a didn't really. Much. But Power didn't really. I think they did. They had Little John who knew exactly what he was oh, talking true. about. He had questions lined up. He was very pointed in how he went with it. You know, you're absolutely right. I was just thinking mm-hmm. more Trace getting fed up with the executives. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, certain social skills, I guess. Yeah. Was- but anyway, Gary, let, we'll get on to uh, Power later. But uh, so Gary, yeah, Gary seemed to ask some pretty good questions. He seemed to really captivate the executives. So go on. He really, um, he enjoyed himself talking with that girl from Miss America. Yeah. And uh, he got her attention. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, he wanted it. What can I say? The idea of the whole Sydney, yeah. um, the Sydney, the koala bear, didn't really come up until, like, a second act or whatever. And I was wondering, I was like, wait, like, you know, they, this is over on TM Power, they played up the importance of that koala bear. So I was really hoping that they would do the same because then it would really be easy on who would win. It would be a predictable episode yeah. because you would know who integrated the, lo- the mascot and who didn't. Yeah. But, so it, the episode kept me guessing. Excuse me. <coughs> yeah, go for it. It happens. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I personally thought Gary was, other than the fact that he didn't have a, a good control to focus with the team in the beginning because they were all over the place uh, trying to come up with an idea. Gary asked great questions to the executives. He was great even in the presentation at the end with the executives. He, he definitely knew how to handle himself. And, I mean, I, I don't know if you want to call it delegating as much as he just wanted to do whatever he wanted to do and, and let other people take over, but I thought he did a pretty good job doing that too. He, he let most of the pressure go on to other people, and uh, and yeah, he just ended up getting to be the accountant and getting the shop. No, the way he was speaking to the executives and was making his presentation, it really did seem like he was on like the fence, like the borderline of like what the hell is going on? What is he talking about? And then being really kind of profound, yeah, in certain ways. And the whole time you've got Stephen kind of like, oh come on. <laughs> oh, say something ridiculous. Oh, he he was just like waiting and waiting in the wings for this guy to make an ass yeah. of himself. I actually think if you compare Gary talking to executives and talking to Trump or whatever or or the, you know, his uh his assistants, you know, Ivanka or Don or whoever, if you compare the way he talked to the executives in this episode compared to the other ones, I thought he was very clear thinking. I I thought he, I don't think he really said anything that borderline to me. If anything, and and Steve, they kept showing Stephen. Stephen obviously didn't like the use of the koala that much. Stephen, Stephen was kind of like couldn't wait for something to happen. And I think, I think he was a little too sensitive. I actually thought everything that Gary said. If anyone else said it, the exact same thing, it would have been perfectly fine. I, I thought he was really well kept. I really thought he was really well. I, you know what? It's almost like he's a ringer. Like, you know, those hustlers who are like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm really not good at this. And all of a sudden, like the money's on the line or their, their ass is on the line. And all of a sudden, he's just like clear thinking. He knows exactly what yeah. to say. Well, let's talk about someone who played this perfect. And I think that was Penn. 
whether you like him or not, I think he played his side of the team very, very well. well he didn't really ruffle any feathers. Yeah. Little to no input, but just enough. But if you don't like it, if, if you're not using an idea of his, yeah. then he's very removed and he doesn't want to hear it about anything else. He's only really involved. He's one of those types of people that really it needs to be their it needs to be their idea. And if they're if it's not their idea, yeah. then they're kind of just checked out. Well, I think there are two sides to this equation. I think one side is Penn, and the other side has to do with Stephen Baldwin because Stephen <coughs> obviously wanted to take control. And I think Penn at times, yeah, Penn does shut down when his idea is not present, but it needs he needs somebody to almost bully, bully their idea past his in order for that to happen because Penn is a very uh, enrolling. Uh, individual. He 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 seems to come up with good ideas, and everyone else gets involved and get enrolled in that. But I feel that Stephen, in this episode in particular, maybe he because he felt Gary was a weak link, and he didn't, didn't think Gary would be a good project manager. I felt like like he really Stephen really uh, steamrolled a lot in this episode, and uh, and Penn sees that, and Penn's like. I'm not going to bother. Yeah. And I think, like you said, Penn played it perfectly. Sometimes it's wrong when he, when he shuts down because he's not contributing. But I think in this case, when you have someone like Gary as a project manager, I think it's perfect to let, let the you know, cards fall where they may. And it'll be between Gar- and it'll be between Gary and Stephen, which pretty much happened. Exactly, yeah. exactly. He saw that Stephen was just like making a scene, basically, with certain things and certain decisions, and having really to have to have his way. Yeah. And so he just kind of said, "Good, let him." Yeah. I did love Penn had some of the better lines uh, this episode too. I thought I was giving my opinion, uh, as you could tell by me talking, because I was talking. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that he said that, and that uh, he was uh, calling. Uh, Calling the the shots laborious. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And Stephen came up with this. He thought it was hilarious to have the tagline of "Never fear, Australian gold is here." And he had to go on and on, la- laughing out loud about this. <laughs> and the line that I liked from Penn was when he said, "We're all trapped in our own taste," which is kind of <laughs> true. If you have lousy taste, you really can't change it. And and Penn also said, "If you're if you're okay with that <laughs> cliche, go be you know go be with it or be with it." Yeah. So I love that. Also, um, what I. I loved too, and I thought this was pretty ironic. Was Stephen Baldwin calling Penn the creepiest guy on the show, which I thought was really, really weird because, uh, because I personally, Stephen always creeps me out, so uh, I, I yeah. find his stare a bit, a bit. A bit menacing. And I don't know about menacing, but it's definitely creepy. I'm commenting on his height. I mean, Penn isn't my favorite player in the game, but I mean, I don't know if I would like pick the guy apart and say he's creep. I well, mean, Steven seems to be very, yeah, he, he, when he's in those confessionals in particular, he's very biting. Oh, they like to do that. You know who did that a lot? Who did that a lot was Latoya. Yeah, she Latoya would do too. that. She, that's when they all kind of developed a backbone in there. Yeah, but Latoya, but Latoya always kissed butt. In front of everybody, oh, Steven's yeah. just weird altogether. Nobody, I think he's a really hard person to trust. I, I several yeah. people said that on on both seasons of his, and uh, yeah, I think I don't think there's anyone that watches here who doesn't feel the same way about him. He's just very untrustworthy, a little weird. So uh, definitely weird, definitely weird. Yeah. But but it seemed like the emphasis really was on uh, Penn versus Steven, even though they seem to have sorted things out by the end. Lisa. 
other than the fact that she was a great actress and she looked, I gotta admit, she looked really hot in that bikini. So I kind of, I was like a little surprised at how, uh, how, um, interested I was in her uh, when she was uh, in that commercial. I was surprised. I was like, wait, are they using Lisa? I caught like, a little shot of her like in a one piece and I was like, is she in this? <laughs> and then I, I, it came it came together with that she was in it. Um, I really thought they were going to have like a blonde just because. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. But um, yeah, she looked good. She looked good. And I will <laughs> say Baldwin actually did a good job directing Gary. Like that one, that one shot of Gary with that really weird uh, smile. And uh, and Baldwin calling him out on it, saying, "Just close your mouth. Just close mm-hmm. your mouth." I'd love to know how long they have to shoot these these little mini movies that they had to make because mm-hmm. they only had, I know, over on Team Power, they only had two takes, and they were trying to figure out the best one where it looked like Trace was doing something specific, like crawling or something. Yeah, and I mean. I don't know. It usually always shoot in least at least in threes. Yeah. So and they must have really been. And we saw that they were up against the gun. But I mean, you know, shouldn't that that should have been planned better? It ended up working out in their favor. Yeah. But it was too tight from you know in production for me. Oh yeah, like absolutely, absolutely. All right. Well, let's move on to uh, let's not move on to Team Power, and let's talk a little bit about them. So Trace was the project manager, and. They were coming up, they were trying to come up with ideas, but Trace pretty much got his caveman idea fairly quickly and was locked in. And tell me, tell me a little bit about Trace. What did you think about him? He wanted to put the story first, and then we had Lil John who wanted to put products first. Yeah. And so I was like, hmm, well, I mean, what do you, Lil John knows this company because he lost a task. So I would definitely be on Team Lil John more than Team Trace, but he's the project manager. Mm-hmm. He. He really basically said it out loud that he's like, yeah, he's like, we'll worry about the products later. It has to be a creative story. And right away I was like, uh-oh, are you going to lose your way? Um, it came together, but for me, these things always come together like as they are shooting them. When they're in the war room discussing these things, I don't have a clear picture at all. And I'm sure it's edited that way, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. No, I, I kind of <laughs> liked I liked the conflict between Little John and Trace also. I... I'm not sure. I'm kind of torn on to who's who. I I I get that Little John was, had an Australian Gold competition before, so he knew more or less what points to hit. But I also kind of like the take charge attitude that Trace had. He's like, I had an idea. This is my idea. Let's not belabor it with all these extra little things, and let's just do it. I think uh, I think they I think they ultimately got the best out of both because they didn't go into extra detail. They used the hero shot, as uh, as Little John likes to say, at the end of the commercial, which had the whole product line, instead of trying to figure out all the different details for each single you know product that that brand has. Their synergy is what makes them the stronger team, opposite of how it's been the whole time. Yeah. And that shot, that, that hero shot of all the product line, that is why they won. That's, That's... really what put them... Over the edge because they showed everything else. Those videos are pretty. Even Penn said it; they were pretty equal. Pretty even. Um, and it was interesting to see how they tried to. We'll get into this later. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that's way down. Sorry. <laughs> but the other the other thing about the uh, about this team that was interesting was we got a, another chance to see Mary Lou finally shine or, or or not shine, but I guess they showed a lot more of her. I think she hides a lot more when she's with Lisa <laughs> on the same team. But now you can actually focus more on each one individually if if one of them's doing something, since Lisa didn't seem to do too much. But uh, and Mary Lou got to show that uh, that that 
super smart brain that she's got that's always going, that seems to be ahead of her mouth or ahead of everything else that she does. She works how I would work. Like, she's like one of those that, like, even though time is passing by and they've got to do something, she's got an idea. She needs to communicate yeah. a certain thought or a certain... Fix, she needs to fix something really quick and it has to be done now yeah. and she's going to steamroll past the cameras even if they're rolling or not <laughs> and she's going to tell them what they have to do I like that I, I can relate to that because once you get going and you've got these these thoughts you really just can't stop you really you can't really hold it in especially if you're given that position where you can where you can express that yeah. and you can get in there forget it you've got to do it and um, your time be damned I mean it's a, it's a blessing and a curse yeah I'm not saying I have her super brain, but I can relate to her no, work well, ethic. I think when she was project manager a couple of weeks ago, it was a little bit of a weakness because she gets to be a little all over the place, and it's kind of hard for a teammate to follow her, and, and perhaps she loses something in the details because uh, even though she's super oriented, it still depends on what her focus lies on, uh, as she was having problems with Stephen Baldwin a couple of weeks ago because of that. But uh, she's you know what? I don't think little John was really... Uh, he, he was pretty smart when he picked her, you know, to be on that team because she's brilliant. She's very, very smart. Um, she's a good support player. She's got she's to step up more, but she's a good support player. I agree. Yeah, she's not anyone that's going to go in there and steamroll anyone's ideas. She's, got, she's a team player. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, let's see. And then Brandy... Another another hot girl in a bikini. So uh, let's just make, make it, let's just say that a lot of hot girls in bikinis. I'm glad they used her. I'm, I'm glad. glad. I mean, because that would have been a point. Oh, why weren't you? That would have been an awkward comment. And uh, she went into the presentation in a gold dress. Yeah, she didn't know fool either. She looks good. I, I would have liked to. I would have liked it if Mary Lou was in a bikini. I'm not going to say it. I don't. I don't know if she would have agreed with it, but uh, I would have liked it too. I would. Sure. I mean, if Lisa's been one and multi generational use of Australian gold. Let's huh? do it. You got Trace. Yeah, you got Trace Atkins in a in a caveman outfit. You got uh, you got Gary uh, Busey showing shorts. His legs off on the shorts and uh, right, you know let's talk about Gary real quick the, the <laughs> evolution of the costume because initially it was going to be a silver suit oh, he yeah. wanted to just be the, the guy the, who coming in with coming in with uh, the spray or this bronzer yeah. and then Lisa got him to get this bathing suit then he wore the bathing suit then they cut to a shot during the video of him with the, um, the with, excuse me with the Hawaiian shirt on then he had on gray suit pants and then he had on the um the the board shorts. Yeah. Then the jacket was replaced. <laughs> <laughs> then the Hawaiian shirt was replaced. Yep. And then he was just in a suit with board shorts on in the bottom, which they didn't even get in the shot because it was like, it was oh, yeah, you know, higher it, up. Yeah, it was pretty much a bus shot almost. Yeah, yeah but uh, yep. well, you got to give credit to Lisa Rinna for at least getting that final look going. Yeah. I mean, he, he did give credit to Lisa for uh, for that look. So Yeah, they didn't really, they, you had to watch and really see the evolution of <laughs> Very slowly getting back into that suit that he wanted to get in the entire time. He almost seemed like a little bit um, self-conscious to get in some type of, like, summer beach wear. Yeah. And so you got to respect that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he doesn't want to do it, he's on television, you know? Yeah. Hell? No, you got to respect it. And uh, I didn't see any of the other guys stepping up. So uh, I don't think Penn wanted to do it or uh, Baldwin wanted to direct. So kudos to him for doing that, you know? And, uh, and for having, he wanted to be Cupid, having that look, bringing up the product. <laughs> I thought oh, that was pretty cool. He loved every minute of that little. He loved it. Even when they were showing it in front of Donald, the moment that he walked in, he had to kind of like move in the seat a little <laughs> bit. He was like so excited. Good for him. Good for yeah, him. Good for him. And he was having fun. And and that's the important thing. So, uh, but let's get back over to uh, let's get back over to power. So uh, 
Well, you know, let's talk about let's talk about the video. So I I, I got to say that while I thought I liked Trace's idea and the fact that he was just determined to to make the caveman work and to do whatever else in there, you know, I think that what they did was a little complex considering the time. We don't know how much time. Usually it takes about, I think, a day or two for them to do the whole the whole task. And I don't know how many yeah. hours get into there. But yeah. I would say going from caveman days to the 1920s and using that that porthole, that little mm-hmm. black hole, whatever, to go through. They didn't really explain it too well. Uh, you could follow yeah. it. You can, I agree. You could follow it, but it was a little complicated. Yeah. They only did this one day. They were outside on the rooftop getting the task early in the morning. Yeah. Then they had to shoot, write, shoot, and edit yeah. all through the... And then the editing went into the night, and then that was the next day, the early morning presentation. Mm-hmm. So they really did have a limited time to do all that shopping. Um, what, what was your point about um, Trace? I think just the fact that he took control and he had an executive decision early on, he just was determined to do the caveman no matter what. Mm-hmm. Even though even though Little John and I, I think Mary Lou both seemed to want to do a lot more details. Mary Lou was a lot more uh you know, on point with trying to fix everything and make sure everything was just right when Trace just wanted to keep moving and just get it out of the way. That's what makes such a great team, though, because you get certain perceptions from certain types of people. No one can do it all. That's true. And so they work really well together in, in that respect. With yeah. Him knowing that his strengths are more black and white ideas and her being the creative details. Yeah. So, I mean, really, the two of them, I mean, you know, I'm not knocking down Brandy or Little John because they did a lot as well, but the two of them, I think, really nailed it well i mean it sounded like they had a time crunch and little john luckily was able to get the hero shot and maybe maybe in fact he get the hero shot because uh they were so strapped for time he's just like let's just throw the product in and do one quick shot and do it right then and there so uh kudos to all of that so uh let's get into the boardroom and first of all it was a very civil boardroom i mean i guess when you have two teams that do incredibly well uh, it's kind of hard to throw anybody on, under the bus. Everyone went in there pretty secure with their position. Everyone thought they had something good. What do, what do you think about that? Well, well, well before about we get the board, into the videos, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. they both were really confident in their product, and they were so similar, the videos in certain ways. They used the, certain, the same music. What did, I, what did I think of the overall? Yeah. Well, you had over with... Lisa Rinna's team. Mm-hmm. She's over on Plan B. Plan B. She in the title cards they had for the silent movie format. They had the koala bear and the image, the logo, and the text of Australian Gold in each single title card. Yeah. And for that, right there, I noticed that detail. I said that's really going to give them an advantage mm. because they've got this carried throughout the whole piece, the branding. And so when it was brought up that oh, I don't, you know, your branding, you know, the other team had better branding. I mean, I was surprised and. Penn brought it up that they had it carried throughout the whole episode, but they never brought attention to those title cards, and I thought that was very smart right there. Yeah. Um, in regards to them both really kind of taking a while to introduce the product, that is a good that's a good point. I mean, the that was kind of could have went either way for that whole idea with the caveman because they're really it really wasn't in until the very end. Yeah. And at least with the other side with Gary, the idea was there the entire time. Mm-hmm. No, I, I kind of agree with you on that. I think, uh, I, I again, I think both videos were uh, were just great. I 
I liked both for what they were, and I had a hard time myself trying to pick a winner. So I could totally understand everyone walking in feeling the way they did, feeling a security. I didn't really notice the 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 brand was on the cue cards though for uh, for Plan B though. That's a really good uh, that's a really good eye. It wasn't really that big, but now that I think about it, yeah, I think subliminally it was up there on the top, top right in the middle. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty smart actually. That's a really smart uh, way to do it. Um, yeah, I I like both. Really, really well. I at the end of the day, I kind of liked Plan B's just a tiny bit better because I felt it was a very simple idea, and I felt that Trace's idea, while great and it told a story, it took a while to get to the brand mm-hmm. and it took a while to get to the the button. Yeah, I mean, I know that I'm being judged on editing, but the editing for Trace's was too quick, and the title cards went by too too quickly. Yeah, and I don't think it was very tight. I don't I have to. I thought that them having to go into like the twenties or the um, they were selling the umbrellas while it carried the story, it just was an extra detail and it took away the focus of what the product could have been. They could have showed it showed them all on a table and, and saved the day. I kind of agree. They could have just gone from uh from caveman to nineteen eighty six or modern day. It's just too much for under a minute. It's yeah. just too much and the title cards having they they had more than the other team and they were just going too quickly. Yeah. I mean, I know that I've been judged on editing, but it was too quick for me. I wasn't, I wasn't into it. I thought the other one really could stand on its own and was like ready to show almost anyone. I yeah, mean, the other one spoke for itself. The one that won. No, I I, I kind of I agree. Mean, no, the one that didn't win. The way, no, <laughs> well, no, I understand what you meant. That uh, yeah, 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 exactly. So. Uh, I, you know, so at the at the end of the whole thing, it seemed like uh, it seemed like uh, even though it was a tight call, it seemed like the Australian Gold people decided to pick Team Power. So Team Power wins. That's great for them, and uh, and we're left with Plan B. Now I gotta say, Gary is first of all, Gary had some really great stuff that I uh, that he said in the boardroom. Finally, I was like. Give me a Buseyism. It's a two-hour show and Busey's PM. Come on, give me a Buseyism. What so, is it? What is it? My, my two, I, and this has to be part of the book, the book that they better come out with because I will buy this book and I want 10% if they ever do it because I came up with the idea. Oh, it's going uh, to have that on the cover. It's yeah, gonna, it's gonna it has have, to have that it's on gotta the have, cover. Yeah, Trump's got to do it. Absolutely. Uh, so PAST. PAST stands for Preoccupation About Spent Time. I love that. I love that. Don't focus on the past because it's preoccupation about spend time. And then uh, the uh, acronym for now, no other way, which I actually love now. It's like do it now because there's no other way to do it, but do it now. Words to live by Gary, by Gary Busey. Gary is so damn smart. You know, it's it. He, he has some really kooky things that he does, but he's such a brilliant mind. You wonder if these are preset, like if he has what – past stands for already or if he's making it up on the fly if he's making it up on the fly fly yeah. even more kudos to this guy Seriously. for coming up with this stuff because that is a that is a quick mind right then i and mean there. when you sit around and think about you oh. know what, what what would be a good acronym i mean really but here's the thing that i love about gary and i i knew going in seeing gary and actually trace too when trump asked the inevitable who was your weakest link uh that Gary wasn't going to put anyone under the bus, partly because I think Gary's so used to being considered the weakest link that he wouldn't want to give anyone else that um, that that pressure or that negativity. See, I was hoping that he would say, no, 
Gary, who is the best? Who is, I thought he was going to really hold a seat to the fire with that one. I was hoping because I like when he does that because it always starts off controversy. But I think Gary just, I think Gary would hold his ground. I think, they, who knows, maybe Trump did that and Gary just refused to say anything because that's Gary. Gary's just a good-natured guy. And then Trace is super diplomatic. You know Trace is never going to throw anyone under, under the bus unless he absolutely has to. And even when he does, he tries to do it in such a diplomatic way. So, so all around, it was a very, um, you know, a lot of times when they tease these boardrooms and they say the most explosive boardroom ever, or you'll never believe what Trump does or blah, 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 and all this stuff. This was a very, very, I don't want to say boring, but it was just a very vanilla boardroom when you think about all the positivity that was going on. But I liked that. Yeah, well, I mean, I I like the controversy as well, but if we look at who the players are, I mean, who really, Trace isn't going to start, you know, he's not going to stir the pot. Yeah. Um, Who really, other than Steven, is going to really light the fireworks there? Yeah, but Steven's still kind of weird in that way. He's a very fishy individual. But I mean, uh, really, though, I mean, I think those days, for a while at least, until it gets really, really, like, cutthroat, if it does at all, we're pretty far into this game, I think those days are over. We don't have Latoya, we don't have Omarosa, oh, now we don't have Steven, so who's really going to, like, the fire. It's going to be really interesting how how things are going to blow up in the future. But uh, but anyway, so uh, Plan B is in the boardroom, and uh, Gary again. I, I have to admit, this is a guy who's speaking incredibly uh, intellectually and very positively, and he's not throwing anyone under the bus. But yet, there's still enough there that that the Trumps see that it's either him or it's Stephen Baldwin because Stephen Baldwin was a director, and I think I think Stephen's a little too cocky to boot because Stephen um, again I feel like Stephen underestimated Gary during the whole task, and that's why he took control, and that's why he steamrolled because he felt he he had to step up, and I think the smart move may have been to let Gary make his own mistakes and let Gary you know make his own coffin, so to speak. But uh, but Stephen, it was Stephen and Gary. Yeah. Do you think it was a good idea that Stephen stood up the way he did and directed that piece? Because if he really was just going to kind of let Gary just coast into anything, coast into oblivion, why would he take such control? Because he's just going to be held yeah. responsible. And that's exactly what if, happened. If it was, I hate to put the O word in there, but if Omarosa was on that team, I think Omarosa would have given Gary enough rope to hang himself with. Stephen didn't. Stephen decided that he was a, uh, a smarter individual than Gary and he should do everything. And that he should, he, every time Penn came up with an idea, Stephen pretty much nixed it. And, and mm-hmm. Penn admitted later on that even though he was right, he maybe he, he didn't use as much tact which, which is probably Penn's weakness. Sometimes he doesn't use as much tact. He's very smart, and he just throws ideas bluntly I out agree. there. But, uh, but it just seemed to me that no matter – I mean, when, when Busey had a couple of ideas during the filming, you know, you saw Stephen mm-hmm. walk over to the camera guy and goes, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the best that I can with, with uh, Gary's uh, suggestions. But yeah. pretty much he was saying, screw Gary's suggestions. I'm, we're going to do it my way. But, but we'll make it look like Gary still had input, mm-hmm. but it's still my way. And, and Penn kind of took a back seat in this episode, and yeah. that really allowed Steven to kind of like pop out in front of him and then take over. And so I think he got a little, I yeah. talk about giving rope, you know, I, I think Penn really just kind of let him go, and he made a fool of himself. Yeah. And he went too crazy, and he, he didn't know when to reel it in. But Penn, again, Penn didn't do it in a malicious way, or some people no. would usually do it like let him do it. He, he just shut down. And that's, that's Penn's other... I would say weakness in this game, at least that the fact that if his ideas does, and he's a brilliant mind, and all of his ideas, I have to say, are probably brilliant. But if someone else disagrees with him up to a point and they bully their idea past him, he shuts down. He completely right. shuts down. But uh, anyway, so 
so it's Busey versus Baldwin and Penn's there for like five seconds and then Trump kicks him out anyway because he's like, come on, please. That was a good moment. He's oh, kind of like tiptoeing around. That was a great moment. I loved, I loved Penn going and going, I, they don't know I left yet. So, uh, so I thought that was great. And I thought it was great of Gary saying he's my best friend. He's a really good friend. And, you know, especially since Penn, I thought before, uh, before Plan B officially lost, I thought Penn, or, or at least before he called people in the boardroom, I thought Penn was t- talking a little too much, which is sometimes a, a downfall for some people in the boardroom. He but, definitely was. He yeah. definitely was. But again, Gary super positive and and uh steven saying the one thing that i heard earlier that i felt like wow this is very unsteven like commending the project manager without like throwing in a little a little knuckle a little noogie in there to, to kind of like uh make trump question the project manager he yeah. called him amazing i he heard didn't it too watch his words he called him amazing mm-hmm. he went out of his way and called, he that was his opportunity to say he was not that great he was good yeah. but he was not that great even trump said just say he was okay yeah. you know then that's just enough mm-hmm. yeah no he didn't play that one right he was he was too power happy he was too into it yeah so obviously the fact that uh, the fact that Stephen kind of gave uh, Gary a little too much credit earlier on was his downfall, and and personally I'm thankful. I'm glad. I know uh, Phil, our executive producer, Phil Citek, he he was watching and he was he was cheering with the rest of us. So we're glad to see him gone. But here's my question to you: If this was any other two people, would the project manager have gone? Because I think so. I think I think Trump knows Gary's story, kind of like with Rodman when Rodman was up against Omarosa a couple of weeks ago. Trump knows Gary's story. Mm-hmm. Gary did step up, true. But if any other project manager, if any other team was as flawless as Plan B was on this one, project manager would have taken the responsibility and gone home. You know, it's so hard because I'm so blinded by my distaste in Steven that I was just kind of hoping that Steven would just leave. And, and so <laughs> I was really rooting for for Gary in this case. And, I mean, maybe the Trumps feel the same way. <laughs> Who knows? Um, you know, maybe they have a bias. Uh, it wouldn't be the first time yeah. that someone was saved on a Trump bias. You know, that's something I really have to think about, believe it or not. I don't know. I I don't know. I would like to think that the director of a video, Mm -hmm. if something was missing and they took over, they took over so much so that the director would be at fault for this. I also, well, I also think. I'd like to think that. Well, yeah, that's true. But I also like to think, too, that any of the two people, I think the general manager would have been, the general manager, I'm excuse me, the project manager would have actually made that point about the director, too. And Gary wasn't doing that. So, yeah, it's it's a toss bag, but I I, I real a mixed bag, but I really think that uh, Gary kind of survived because he's Gary Busey, and and everyone loves him as as erratic as he can be at times, uh, and and you know I don't think Trump's thinking ratings automatically, but he's thinking story, and yeah. Gary is a great kind of like Rodman, he's a great comeback story, mm-hmm. and I mean you know I'm sure the story producers involved who kind of they have to meet beforehand to you know and this isn't any huge shock and who's leaving on the production side of things yeah oh, what was my point here but when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to Gary. He, the executives liked him as yes. well. And so that's something that can be argued in his favor also. That's how mm. Lisa was saved. Other people in the past, oh, Trump's always like, oh, the executives, they loved true. you. They loved you. Very true. So, I mean, Stephen really didn't get any uh, any uh, pat on the back for anything, and he really shouldn't have anyway. I'm so glad. Peace out. And I got to say, Stephen did not play a good game this season at all. He he no. stayed back really far back, and he, and he kept trying to pick – his moments, but I think he was just waiting for something. He he was just too, super slimy and distrustful, and never really. 
attacked. Like, he, he, I, I hate to say it, but he could have learned from someone like Omarosa and maybe, or even like Pierce, because Pierce will attack mm-hmm. if he sees blood. Stephen never really attacked. He noticed blood, and he's like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. bring up blood when I see it. But he never really did much with it. Yeah, you know? he, he enjoyed himself too much. He was well, a little he, too cocky. Yeah, he just enjoyed himself a little too much. Yeah. And, well, did you catch that? Listen, he had, when he was waiting to go into the boardroom, he had on a cuff, and it had Trump embroidered. I mean, no Trump has so a clothing, Trump clothing Trump line. Trump has a shirt line on yeah. dress shirts at Macy's. But I didn't know that they had to put the name <laughs> on the cuff like that, almost like a tattoo. I thought that was ridiculous. I'm going to date myself. I'm going to really date myself right now. I'm going to say Stephen Baldwin is... Is the Eddie Haskell of uh, of Celebrity Apprentice. Eddie Haskell is like a slimy best friend of Leave It to Beaver. I'm really dating myself. Over my head. I'm sorry. I know. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably over a lot of people's heads right there, but I'm just going to say it anyway, just for the hell of it. Anybody out there who who's familiar with Leave It to Beaver, uh, not that I was old enough when it first came out, but at least when it was on syndication, uh, they'll know that reference. But anyway. I'm surprised Steven didn't get in a conversation and hold it up just to let his <laughs> Trump know that I, I purchased your shirts at Macy's. Super slimy suck up move, but yeah. you know what? It's possible yeah. too. It's possible too that. Uh, well, I was going to say it's possible that they have to wear Trump's clothes in a way, but not everyone has to. I there, Rodman yeah, well, never had to. And then we have to comment because uh, the, uh, we got the other one in the past. I can't remember her name. Who was friends with Omarosa? Who was on the show? Claudia. Well, Claudia. And she. We commented on her how she dressed for the board. Oh, room. that's right, with the boobies so, out. Yeah. yeah. So we got to kind of got to love that. Got to no. love that. Anyway, let's move on. Now that we uh, we know we lost uh, we lost. Stephen Baldwin, so adieu to Stephen Baldwin. And Gary's still with us. Let's move on to some news. After Buzz TV News. Dennis Rodman, who we just discussed, he stopped by late night with Jimmy Fallon. And um, in this article over on the Huffington Post, it says they gave him, it says he gave an extremely bizarre interview in which he insulted his ex, Carmen Electra, and, and also insulted fired celebrity apprentice star Omarosa. Here she is. <laughs> yep. And um, so when Jimmy told Dennis he felt like he's seeing him everywhere with regards to North Korea and he's all over TV right now, uh, Robin pointed out, well, not with Carmen, Carmen Electra, the other guy. She needs the money. Wow. So she, he's throwing shade at his ex-wife. Who I think they were married for something like six months or something yeah, like that. Yeah, really short time. Yeah, so, I mean, he's just kind of, like, babbling, and supposedly he's been making odd appearances all over television. Rodman also had strong words for uh, his co-star Omarosa. He says, She had those crocodile tears. Oh, my God, my husband died. Really? Censor? Really? Censor? Really? Really? So he's getting on the train with Latoya. Wow. And Claudia and just about everybody else. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, oh, moving on to uh, kind of along the same line of things with Omarosa with um, Michael Clark Duncan. Uh, it's The speculation is continuing. Um, um, excuse me here. Uh, we have, so Latoya Jackson is the only one throwing shade. Uh, now Michael Clark Duncan's sister is wondering why Michael changed his will just months before he died, leaving Omarosa almost everything. Uh, I like this story a lot. Um, Judy Duncan tells TMZ she hired a lawyer to investigate the circumstances uh, that caused her famous brother to rewrite his will, leaving a huge chunk of his estate to his fiance, Omarosa. Yeah. Duncan believes he may have um, been un- uh, he may have been influenced by Celebrity Apprentice star, and that the family members um, contend that uh, the Green Mile actor wasn't sound of mind in the months before his death. And we know he was in the hospital for a few months before. 
before he passed. Um, another red flag for um, his sister Judy is Omarosa's alleged fixation on Michael's money. Duncan claims to begin, um, yes, to begin with her brother, that it began with her brother when he was on life support, her obsession, and that um, Omarosa had sold most of his personal things already. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it could be, I mean, we know Omarosa from the show, but personally, I don't know. I don't have, I don't know. This is all legend. <laughs> yeah, it's all legend. It's all, well, you're sourcing, you, you, you're saying the sources, so it's all good. TMZ. Uh, TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> not Grant. Not I, I just love how even though she's off the show, we still can't stop talking about Omarosa, and, and, and she does make everything a little more exciting. I mean, you let's be admit. real. That's what's in the press. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm interested. Well, she's, I guess, the most colorful person out of the cast. So people want to keep talking about her, and that's what's going to happen. And, and whatever she does, I guess, makes news. Well, we'll see how the finale is, because when they have that live finale, they're all sitting back on we the couches. We know she's got to be back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we know. And they, they usually kind of say, oh, you, your feud was really exciting. And so Latoya and her will have a little bit more to discuss. I'm sure all of them, if Latoya's smart, she won't say anything, because she's already got a, an alleged... The live finale, yeah. yeah she's I already wonder, got an alleged lawsuit. I wonder if they'll bring that up in the live finale. That'll be really interesting if they do that. Oh, so I can't wait to. to. Here. They, they got to, yeah. But uh, speaking of people who are returning, we saw Brett Michaels might be coming back. It is coming back next week. Mm-hmm. So let's move this on to some predictions then. Now, <laughs> you're after Buzz TV predictions. Yeah, so what do you think? We saw some Brett Michaels. We saw some craziness. Uh, it looks like another boardroom uh, comment from uh, Trump, a little weird comment. What do you, what's your prediction here? Well, I hope that they don't add um, Brett Michaels back into the competition. I really hope they don't. They yeah. don't need him. He's this would be just like the third chance. Yeah. Excuse me. So I don't think we need him, but I'm waiting waiting very patiently for Joan Rivers to be a consultant on one of these and be like <laughs> fill in for like Ivanka or something. I don't know. What do you think Brett's going to be doing? Is he going to be just I find it weird if he's going to be there as one of Trump's, you know, right-hand men there, but uh, but it makes more sense. You can't, yeah, you can't bring him in after such a long time's passed. So I, I think I think Brett's going to be there as an advisor, uh, and and he's of course still grumpy about being kicked off first. Thanks to Omarosa, but but he's going to be there as an advisor. Uh, I'm really curious as to who who the comment Trump was making uh, that line out to. If they're uh, if she's a leader or a stressed out uh, B, it seemed like mm-hmm. he was saying. My guess would be uh, Mary Lou. That's my prediction that Mary Lou. So if that's true, I I would have to say Power's back on the hot seat again. Mm-hmm. So that's my prediction. I predict Brandy because I think if Power is going to be on the hot seat, it's going to be because of Brandy at the helm. Mm-hmm. I think Mary. Mary Lou knows what she's doing, so it could be either way. And this is they, they could be making this comment before they even choose. <laughs> you know how they they amp everybody yep. up before they make the announcement, and yep. they start to throw all, all that dialogue. Yeah, absolutely there. right. Yeah, absolutely and right. I, I want to know what this international incident, Gary Busey, is going to <laughs> spark because there are some people of a different race in the room. So who knows what comment was made? Uh, yeah, I don't know. They they made they made it sound like Melania was going to be a big one too, and and it was the, the name was is huge, but they made it sound like they were really going to insult the hell out of her yeah, and, and it did. was yeah. yeah so i think international might be played up a little bit but oh, probably but you're saying brandy so i'm going to say mary lou's out mm. you're going to say brandy's out well i don't say out i just be, i think she's going to be the project manager i don't oh. know 
who's leaving because that could be in any that comment could have made any point. Okay, all right, but, fair enough. And I have another prediction, sure, and, and more of a warning, even though this is previously a warning, you know, this is previously taped. But I'm warning Lisa and Brandy because they better watch out because the competition is getting very strong, and there's not a lot of people left. Um, who are, I don't want to say disposable, but I'm saying disposable because <laughs> I think those two are there, are very lucky to be there. I don't dislike them, but when you've got someone with a multitude of ideas like Penn, who's yeah. very grounded and driven, and then you've got, you know, even, I mean, Gary, yeah. who knows what's going to happen with him. But really, I think Lisa and Brandy are just kind of hanging out, and eventually they're going to really have to, like, yeah. Get ready. I agree with fight. you on Lisa. I'm not so sure about Brandy, but uh, but we'll have to see next week on, on what happens there. So we'll see till then till next week. But uh, till then, uh, Grant, where can we reach you at? Uh, you find I'm you. still on Twitter at Grant Michael R. You're still until on Twitter. further notice, yes. Oh, are you looking for a new social media app? Well, I'm on Instagram, but I, that's un- under construction. Oh, okay. <laughs> under construction. Nice to, kn- nice to know that. Uh, you can find me on the, on the Twitter as well. Uh, and my Twitter handle is Nandovel. N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. You can also find me here in AfterBuzz for a couple other shows. Uh, I do the following here, Bates Motel and uh, and The Amazing Race. So, uh, yeah, I, I have my share hey, here. you're busy. I, yeah. I, I, I like to be busy here. So, anyway, uh, till next time, we'll uh, we'll catch you here. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, kind of Kevin outro- Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 